for the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Kate Scott. This is the update. On today's show, Stanford alum, a former WNBA player and coach, and current head coach of the Cal women's basketball team, Sharman Smith, hosts a typically light and fun weekly segment on the team's Instagram account. But instead of socially distant birthday surprises or introducing fans to future Golden Bears, the tone of last Saturday's chat was somber following the murders of three more black Americans and a meeting with her student-athletes. We had our team meeting yesterday in which my plan was to discuss self-scouts that I had them fill out. You know, we were gonna talk about where we stood statistically as a team in the Pac-12 and set new goals for, you know, how we want to improve. And I couldn't do it. And I didn't think it was appropriate, so We opened the space in the Zoom session for people to talk about George. During that team meeting, there were a ton of tears, sadness, anger, frustration, empathy, and that's why this is something that needs to be talked about on the Cal Women's Basketball site because these issues, they affect Cal Women's Basketball, they affect my players, they affect my staff, and we're gonna talk about it. And they did for more than 15 powerful minutes. The first black head coach of the Cal women joins us now to expand on that conversation and share her perspective on what's happened in our country over the past week. It's Friday, June 5th. Well, Charmin, thank you so much for being open to doing this today. As a white woman, I know that I don't know what the last week plus has been like for you. So how would you describe what you've experienced. It is hard to describe. And I guess it just starts with just shock at first, you know, like, did that really happen? And then it gets into, wait a minute, did that really happen again? Like, why am I shocked? This is our country. This is where we are. And then that's when the fear sets in and the frustration and the anger. It's just so disappointing that this is something that that we even have to spend time talking about, but we do because things aren't right. As I texted you over the weekend, I was extremely moved by the Instagram Live conversation that you had with one of your student athletes, sophomore Kylan Crocker. What stood out to you in your conversation with Kylan? She posted something on Instagram and it was a picture of our team as they chose to kneel or, or do different things during the national anthem for our Black History Month game, which was also our senior game. And I saw the post. And at that time, I hadn't really said anything. I couldn't get my words. I'd tried several times on Facebook to write something. And I kept starting over. And and so at this point, I was just like a retweeter and a reposter because I couldn't formulate things. Like I couldn't articulate what I needed to say. And her message called out a lot of things. And then it also spoke to how she felt about her teammates and her allies. And so I said, hey, do you mind if I repost this? And had a conversation with her about it. And in that conversation, she explained to me how she sent a text message to, you know, Archer and Sierra and Sarah, who are the white members of our team, and just thanked them for that support and and thanked them for giving her that space to do what she needed to do in that moment and kneel for the anthem. And some of them knelt with her, some of them, you know, held hands. And she was telling me this, I was like, well, people need to hear this. I want to hear this. So I asked her, 
if she'd be comfortable, you know, sharing this on our Instagram live. And that's how we got to that point, just because I wanted to hear about our family and how we show up and support one another during a really, really, really difficult time. Well, and while you two talked about it, Kylan shared that they didn't tell you about it until right before it happened that day. So how did that moment and the conversations that your players had about it affect you? As a head coach, you have so many things that you're trying to balance. Kneeling for the anthem has been something that people talk about in our country for some time, you know, and it's not always talked about in a positive way. And this was also our senior night. It's our last home game of the season. And, you know, I had to think about those things. And I I spoke with our athletic director and our SWA, Jim and Jenny, were both very supportive and just like, we need to hear our student athletes and do what's best for them. And that kind of like, helped me do what I knew what was the right thing, right? Like I Mm -hmm. always want to be a head coach that first and foremost shows up for my student athletes and protects my student athletes. And so while I appreciate fans and donors and boosters and and this, that, and the other, my number one responsibility to, you know, the young women on our team, and this is what they needed. This was important to them. They decided as a group. And yes, they approached me right before the game. And it was a lot to manage in my mind, but I know that I made the right decision and I'd make the same decision, you know, if I had to do it all over again, especially in light of what has happened since then. Our country doesn't get it and we need to continue to protest and to speak out and to force people to have conversations that might make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, as the first black head coach of the Cal women's basketball team, Charmin, when it comes to protesting, when it comes to posting protest theme pictures and memes to social media, does that responsibility encourage you to do those things as the first black head coach? Does it give you pause about doing them or, or does it do something else entirely? I speak out because I have to. It's the only way that I can get through it. When I don't speak on it, I just feel worse and worse and I can't function. So You know, I have to call out things that I see that I believe are not right. And it's more just being a a black person in this society. You know, forget being a black head coach. I just need to speak up for what I think is right. I do understand that as a head coach, you know, I'm given a platform and I'm not going to be one of those athletes slash coaches that won't use that platform. I do feel an obligation from that standpoint. And I'm extremely fortunate to be the head coach at the number one public institution in the country. I think it's important that people hear my voice surrounding these issues. That reminds me of something I've heard you say previously, Sharman, that with so few black head coaches of our black student athletes, that it goes beyond basketball for you. So wondering if you could expand on that for us. Even in coming back to coach college basketball, you know, I had moved on to the WNBA and I didn't know that I would be in the college game. And then when an opportunity came to have a head coach position, it was a lot about obligation. And having that opportunity to be in a leadership position at a major college institution, predominantly white institution, to be a black female that female athletes and male athletes can look to and say, well, hey, she's in a position of power on this campus for this institution. That means a lot. And we need representation. We need young people, black and white, to see black people in these leadership positions. It's important and it's lacking in sports. It is. We can play on the field. We can play on the court. 
but we don't get a lot of opportunities to coach and manage and lead. And it really needs to change. It's so interesting to me because one of the things that you revealed to us when you got the job at Cal was after you finished at Stanford, got your degree in engineering, coaching really wasn't even on your radar. And this past season and now especially, it just feels like this is what you were supposed to do. Does it feel that way to you? Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yes, I can say that. I guess right now today, you know, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And that is a big change from when I thought I would be an engineer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I enjoy my job. I feel extremely fortunate to be at Cal. The best thing about my job are the young women that I get to interact with every day. And that's what keeps me knowing that there's no time to take a break or sit back and not have a voice when it comes to trying to make sure that their lives are better moving forward and that they have the opportunities that they deserve and that they can feel safe in this society and they can feel good even speaking up as an ally as well. So for every student athlete I have in my program, I just feel compelled to do as much as I can to try to help things for them down the road. You shared pictures and videos on social media from the massive peaceful protest and the march that you attended in Oakland on Monday. What was that afternoon and evening like for you? Oh, gosh, it's, it's, it's so emotional. I mean, it's what I need. I was protesting out for Michael Brown's murder um, with Brittany Boyd. I remember that. And I just get kind of overwhelmed and, and consumed with emotion. And, and it's good, though, because you have people who are chanting and walking, you know, with you and you can feel the support of, you know, the whole Oakland community and the streets are just packed with people who have had enough. That's what I need. And I need to speak out and I need to be with those people and be a part of that peaceful protest. I really hope that this is something different. I hope that I'm not saying, oh, I I marched with Michael Brown and and George Floyd and, and now the next person and the next person. Like, You know, I know the streets are burning. I know it's really bad. And I think that hopefully we've come to a point where we can move on and have something come out of all of this and not just say, oh, I protested for a day. There needs to be change. There has to be some action that goes along with all of this. But I'm committed to doing my part, whatever that looks like. And I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm committed to that work to try to figure out how to for some type of change. And on that note, is there anything else you'd like to say to me, to our audience today, Charmin? Well, you know, I appreciate you having me here to talk about things. This is necessary. I think people have to have the difficult conversations and acknowledge what's going on. And, you know, it's hard for me to talk about anything else right now. So I appreciate the space and this time to bring more attention to this issue. And we've got to figure it out because it's not going to be tolerated. And if we want the streets to stop burning, then we need to stop the social injustice and stop killing Black people. That's all there is to it. Well, like I said at the start, Charmin, I know that I don't know how difficult simply making it through a day is right now for you. So I cannot thank you enough for taking the time and the energy to help me and our listeners begin to understand that today. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate you on all the support you've given me through this. So yes, thanks a lot. 
If you haven't yet, I really encourage you to listen to that conversation that we referenced between Charmin and Kylan Crocker. To access it, all you have to do is go to the description notes of our podcast today and click that link we've got for you in those notes. Don't forget, you can now listen to us through any of your Google devices. All you have to do is tell your assistant, play the update with Kate Scott Podcast. And if you aren't a subscriber yet to the written arm of The Athletic, Now's the time to sign up. Our journalists are putting out some fantastic articles, and we've got a free 90-day trial subscription offer going. All you have to do is visit theathletic.com slash theupdate. That's theathletic.com slash theupdate. Sign up for the free 90 days and enjoy. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. Those little things, pushing those little buttons, really does help keep us going here at The Athletic Podcast Network. For all of us here at The Update, thanks again to Sharman Smith. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Kate Scott. Have a safe and healthy weekend, everybody. Mean that. Really looking forward to talking to you again on Monday.